Francis's trip to Canada is the bad gift that keeps on giving. It's like a bad penny that keeps on turning up. Not because of his selling out the church to placate the satanic narrative pushed by her enemies, but because Francis's words to priests in various venues on that trip keep getting revealed to be full of open heresy. Francis gave one of his rather infamous airline talks to the Jesuits of Canada, where he engaged in his usual slamming of traditional Catholics. And I've covered that before, but what's amazing is no one noticed this rather glaring thing Francis said during that until someone pointed it out to me. A listener brought to my attention that Francis believes in his own version of the Protestant heresy of the Babylonian captivity. If you're not familiar with that idea, I'll explain what it is in a moment, but the short version here is that Francis, by his own words, does not believe that for most of her history, the Catholic Church was the Church of Christ. Not until Vatican II, at any rate, where this version of the Babylonian captivity ended. Let's define the idea here. The Babylonian captivity comes from certain groups of Protestants, this one being this group being uh, the followers of Luther, where it is posited that Christ founded a church, but then that the church was captured by Constantine and his Catholic henchmen, who, according to this version of Protestantism, founded the Catholic church and secretly went after true believing Christians, driving their survivors so deep into the underground that no trace of them is recorded by any history book, partially because the histories of that time were written by, you guessed it, Catholics. If that sounds silly, well, I mean, it is. <laughs> the, the idea comes from Martin Luther himself, whom Francis has a strange-looking statue of in his possession that comes out from time to time. According to the website LutheranReformation.org, which is no friend of the Catholic Church, which is where I went to for the, for the most straight answer on what the Babylonian captivity is, the Babylonian captivity of the church was a book published by Luther just one week before his trial at the Diet of Worms. From their website, quote, The Babylonian captivity of the church appeared in print less than a week before the papal bull against Luther reached Wittenberg in October 1520. Both works were being prepared at the same time. While Rome was working to prosecute Luther's heresy trial, Luther was putting the Roman sacramental system on trial. In the book, Luther accuses the Roman church and the papacy of holding the church in captivity. As Babylon held Israel captive, now the papacy was holding Christians in bondage by Rome's theology and use of the sacramental system. Rome's sacramental system had, and still has, seven sacraments. Luther considers each one in turn. He maintains that only three of the seven are sacraments. Baptism, penance, and the bread, that is, communion. These three remaining sacraments, Luther writes, are held captive by the Roman church. End quote. It's worth noting here that according to this thesis, Rome held the church captive until Luther and his merry band of misfits liberated the church, both turning our Lord into a liar and doing what Christ could not do, since by this thesis the forces of the evil one did in fact triumph over the church for 1,500 years before Luther came along as the greatest of all saints and martyrs and liberated the church. That sounds slightly narcissistic to you. Well, that's because it is. Francis espousing a modernist version of it is just amazing believing that the true Catholic Church hasn't existed due to its lack of synodality, according to Francis. But first, a word from the sponsor of today's video, special sponsor. Today's video is brought to you by Saintmaker. Look, Catholics, it's time to take a good look in the mirror and ask yourself, is the prepackaged Catholic life enough for you? Are you okay with just doing the bare minimum? 
God is calling you to greatness, to sainthood. But to be honest, is that the path you're on most days? No matter what your Catholic vocation, the saint maker is one of, of a kind personal journal and planner to help you reignite your faith, succeed in life, and experience true spiritual freedom. Centered on Catholic wisdom and backed by modern productivity science, there has never been a resource like the Saint Maker to help keep you focused, productive, and on fire for the faith every day. Thousands of Catholics are already on the Saint Maker journey and reporting their amazing results. With the Saint Maker free trial offer, you can try it out for 90 days risk free. If you decide it's not for you, return your Saint Maker for a full refund, including shipping. Return to Tradition viewers and listeners can learn more about it and get 10% off their first Saint Maker by visiting www.thesaintmaker.com forward slash return to tradition and using promo code return to tradition at checkout. You can also find the link in the show notes. Be sure to use promo code return to tradition to get your exclusive 10% discount today. Back to our story. The news that Francis believes in were what was called the traditionalist captivity of the church. It appears to what we'll call that here. That's what it looks like he believes. Since his bizarre theory explains his absolute hostility to the traditionalist movement. This story was brought to my attention by a listener who sent me a link to the story, which comes from catholicculture.org and Phil Lawler. Headline, did the Pope really say the church ceased to exist? Look, I don't know if the Pope did or not, but we know Francis did. We've known for some time that Francis believes in the hermeneutic of rupture, which Benedict XVI tried to combat with his hermeneutic of continuity, which Francis himself admitted isn't permissible in the church, that there is no hermeneutic of continuity. Funny thing is, traditionalists have been saying the same thing, that the hermeneutic of continuity doesn't make sense. When you read the documents of Vatican II, and you read how they were implemented, and you see how they were implemented, and you see what is taught every day from the pulpit, it's pretty clear that what they're giving us today isn't the same as what was given to us before Vatican II. It's just amazing that Francis says the same thing. But we never really understood the gravity of what Francis means when he denied Benedict's vision of the church before and after Vatican II, when he denied the hermeneutic of continuity. Now we have a better idea from the article. Quote, Here, I believe, is the ultimate expression of the hermeneutic of rupture. In his July 29th conversation with Jesuits in Canada, Pope Francis seems to have said that the Roman Catholic Church ceased to exist. Read his words and check my logic. The Pope said that, here he quotes Francis, the church is either synodal or it is not the church. Then just a few moments later, again quoting Francis, certainly we can say that the church in the West had lost its synodal tradition. So it follows that the church in the West was not the church. The Pope does concede that synodality, thus the church by his definition, continued. Quoting Francis again, the church of the East has preserved it. But this astonishing statement from this astonishing pontiff seems to dismiss the authenticity of the church in the West, that is, the Roman Catholic Church, which he now leads. And notice that he does not make this claim as a hypothesis. He begins the crucial sentence with the word certainly. The Pope's statement does not specify the historical point at which the Western Church lost its synodal character. But he does point to the time when it was recovered, after Vatican II. Paul VI set up the secretary to the Synod of Bishops because he intended to go ahead on this issue, according to Francis. Synod after Synod has gone ahead, tentatively improving, understanding better, maturing. End quote. That last part was, of course, according to the logic of Francis. So the church in the West, which has historically led the Catholic Church, by the way, for like at least 1,500 years, was not the Catholic Church until 1962. 
That's the claim that's being made. This is some bizarre, heretical nonsense that cannot be defended. How can any Catholic believe that the Catholic Church wasn't the Catholic Church in the West for that long? It's simple. You can't. As I'll demonstrate in another story in a few days, Francis is a Protestant. He affirms his own ideas about the Church that come from Luther. He has a totally Protestant understanding of the Mass and the Eucharist, and he affirms the breaking of the marital sacrament being permissible. We know these things, but now we can add the bizarre view of history that many of them have that the real church went into hiding in ancient history, except with a synodal twist. It's the strangest error to hold to, but it explains his absolute hatred of traditional Catholicism. And why he said traditional Catholics don't have the faith? Because he honestly believes that what came before the council wasn't the Catholic church. And by extension, the faith as taught before the council wasn't the Catholic faith. Mr. Lawler continues this thought by reminding his readers that Francis has no coherent definition of synodality, only telling people that it's not a democracy and that people should read the Acts of the Apostles to see what a synodal church actually looks like. Given that the job of the Pope is to interpret and teach scripture, he's being extremely unhelpful. It would be nice to understand completely what Francis means, but I suspect that he doesn't actually have a clear idea of what a synodal church is either, because Francis isn't the clearest thinker out there. If you want to read that article, it'll be linked in the show notes at returntotradition.org in today's special show notes post. And the Saint Maker link will be in the description box below. I'm just curious what you think of this story. Is this really Francis admitting that there was no functional Catholic Church, at least in the West, which was leading the Catholic Church, for the vast majority of the Church's history? Or is he just fumbling with his words in his typically incoherent way? Let me know in the comments what you think about this. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.